direct conversation, some deep reactions, please. All this comics narrationating me. A little more talk, a lot less read. A little fight, baby, is what I need. Close the trade, open up your brains. Explain it to me. Explain it to me, baby. Explain it to me. Thank you, Vandello, and welcome to season three of Rhett Conversations. My name is Josh Wasta, a.k.a. Fallout Fieri, and with me, uh, she believes in peace. She believes in peace, bitch. It's Leia Cameron. Oh, okay. You know what? You're that one was golden. You can keep that one. <laughs> it was between that and just cause so you can make her come, it doesn't make you Jesus, which would have been very apropos for this, but Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Leia, how are you doing? Are you excited for season three? I am really excited. I, I never really imagined uh, that we would be three seasons deep. I thought for sure that we would maybe do one season, maybe two. And then people would be like, hey, we're tired of hearing your voice. Um, go do it. <laughs> can you, yeah, can you just not anymore? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was graphically novel too. <laughs> and uh, and this is also the first season where Rec Conversations is kind of taking, we're, we're going to do a full 12 episodes. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take the lead. We're, we are the first of the new season of both Rec Conversations and Graphically Novel. So uh, this is dropping July 1st. Uh, it nice. is... Yeah, we are. You you have mo been uh, drafted from SmackDown to Raw. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> run away! Run away! Well, okay, yes, I'm not Vince, so <laughs> I'd like to think that I made it off Rampage and onto Dynamite. <laughs> nice. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You've been called up from Dark. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank yeah. you. Much preferred. Uh, and of course. We have our guest uh, in in the house in Jacked Out Parlor here for the weekend. Here yes. for the weekend in the parlor. Yep, enjoying his first wrestling pay per view tonight. Uh, yeah. By happenstance, I happen to know who CM Punk is out of all the wrestlers that I don't know. Right, one that I do, and he happens to be fighting tonight. So I'm like, oh, for yeah. the title, yeah. Yeah. serendipitous. Yeah. All right, and I hope my boy's gonna win it because he is the hometown hero. Uh, That's right. I, I am out here in Chicagoland, so um, we I'm are rooting for him. For a third summer of punk in this household, very excited. Jen has two CM Punk shirts and a Danhausen shirt to choose between. Oh man! Uh, and my Dark Order coffee and your mug. Dark Order coffee mug. <laughs> <laughs> if it weren't such a hot day, I'd be like, just wear all three in one. Yeah. Right. I am. I am in fact wearing my Forever Always uh, Silver Reynolds and Bud shirt. Uh, <laughs> but know, anyway, we we are not here to talk wrestling. Uh, <laughs> And as as you can hear, we are being audited today uh, by graphically novel uh, board member uh, Jennifer Howland because we are doing Wicked, the Wicked plus the Divine, yeah, which is an amazing story. Yes, I'm not saying that I started the sleeve of the Morrigan, but I'm saying I started the sleeve of the Morrigan. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Also with Hewden and Mutin on yep. you, and yeah, yep. So, uh, Wicked and the Divine, or it, the official title is The Wicked Plus the Divine, but everybody usually just refers to it as- Or um, Wicked if you really, you know, rush yeah, your time. Right, right. <laughs> if somebody if somebody only has given you very few syllables, Wicked will do in a pinch. Um, <laughs> it is by one of my favorite up and coming authors, just the last decade, uh, Kieran Gillen has blown it out of the park. 
Yes. Um, and actually, as a uh, as something that I do that Leia uh, knows, when we have guests at the Jackdaw Parlor, I like to pull out just a few graphic novels to put next to their bed, you know, for bedtime reading before they go down. And uh, for Justin, I actually pulled Phonograph. Oh my uh, god. Which I read, I read part of it last night, actually. So it's going to be interesting for me to hear how the the differences in music are used between these two different titles. Even though it's not really a, a phonograph uh, podcast, I'm interested to hear kind of the dichotomy and similarities between these. Two oh things. yeah, and there's there's a lot. So like yeah. one of the things that Kieran Gillen uh, loves to do is he loves to incorporate music into his writing, and he yep. does this um, very blatantly. Like he doesn't hide it. It's not subtle. Um, when he was working on um, the uh, Young Avengers run that he did, he had playlists, Spotify playlists that he curated for every character and he posted them on his wow. social media. And here's like, here's, you know, yeah. and here's what this means. Here's why these songs are part of their, their playlist and what I listen to when I'm, you know, writing the character or whatever. Um, we did that I, yesterday. We went to Spotify and uh, Kieran Gillen right there, yep. his username. And he's like, here's the, the playlist for yeah. uh, Wicked and the Divine. Yeah, and it's it's really really cool. I, it's something that you know when I have written things myself, I've done that exact thing, and so I was really heartwarmed to know that I wasn't uh, a total weirdo, and that uh, he was somebody else that, that did it as well. Um, and you know, phonogram actually just came up on my Facebook on this day, like two days ago, that I had had finished mm. reading it like fourteen years ago or something like that. Um, uh, yeah, being impressed with it. <laughs> now I have an omnibus sitting on my bookshelf. I haven't even unwrapped it yet. Sorry, Adam, um, but I want to uh -huh. go back and read it. I just haven't had the time. <laughs> so uh, yeah, to to uh, prepare people, if if you want uh, after this this podcast, and you really really like kind of the vibe of this book, um, I would suggest going to Spotify and, and listening because yeah, we kind of turned it on yesterday, and Justin, you were like, there is not a single song of these that i would not just listen right. to right yeah <laughs> no it was it was great you know yeah there was like nick cave i either was... heard it before or they're from artists that i that i've listened to other parts of their music from so it was like wow this is this is cool yeah yeah it was like nick cave florence and the machine and the... uh what else was on there there was just a bunch there yeah and and all of them i had some familiarity with already so i was like cool this 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 is my vibe i resisted the urge to do any amount of research for this which i know was the assignment but it was hard, it was hard <laughs> not to... well uh justin and anybody who this is their first episode this is how this will go um i am the presenting professor today professor jay um i will be uh taking you through step by step so just know Full, full, full spoilers, because that's literally what we're doing. Um, at any point in this show, you can pull the emergency brake on on everything that we're doing and ask a question, clarification, make a Excellent. joke, whatever you want to do. Excellent. It is then Leia's responsibility as the uh, uh, assistant professor, Professor L, to answer that question. Okay. If she doesn't know or she wants more help, she can phone me back. Uh, phone a friend um since this is all uh, very complex I yes mean, well <laughs> since we're being audited by Ms. jennifer howland the baronessa uh if neither of us can answer it we throw it to jen and jen gives an arbitrary made-up answer all right and that is i will now take that or, 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 or not or not take it as fact you never know that's right. true you're very unpredictable that's that <laughs> or we waggle our fingers and go comic right. books yeah.
Um, <laughs> Sometimes that's all you can do, right? Yeah, probably not for this one, but definitely for some of the mainstream comic sure. shit that we do. Uh, all right, so we will start with Wicked and the Divine. We are doing the first volume today, which is called The Faust Act. So this opens December 31st, 1923. Uh, there are five people uh, sitting around a round table that has 12 seats at the table. Uh, four people are seated. There is one woman standing. Um, where there's not a person sitting at the table, there is a human skull on the table in front of the empty chair. Right. Um, there's no seat for the standing person who asks uh, if, if there will be any further gospel. Uh, <laughs> there's no response. So the, the woman says, okay, well, it's been a pleasure and I love you. She walks out saying, I'll miss you. The four people uh, basically say goodbye to each other. Uh, all of them count to four and simultaneously snap their fingers. Then we move outside where the woman uh, is standing outside of the house that, and the house explodes. Okay. Yep. All right, so we're, we're starting off like kind of right in the, uh, in the thick of it. A yep. Bit. And the last thing that we have in 1923 is the woman just saying, once again, we return. Okay. Then we go to January 1st, 2014 in South London. Uh, a girl leaves the house. Uh, her name is Laura. We find that out later, but I, it doesn't ruin sure. anything by, yep. by saying her name is Laura. Uh, and she's leaving the house to go to a concert. She talks about the reason that she didn't tell her parents that she was going wasn't because she was worried they would disapprove. She was worried they would approve and maybe want to join her. Okay, so and she wants this experience to be hers and hers alone. Okay. Uh, this will be a theme. Uh, mm -hmm. running through this book. Laura yeah. is, is... A theme for the character that yeah. she is like, I, I need to have my own sort of... Thing. thing. Laura's 17, mm -hmm. and so is is in that... Well, in England, 17 is an adult. Right. So yeah. she's a, a she's new adult. Um, in that phase where it's time to kind of find, you know, me separate from my familial identity. I right. Okay. Right. So she goes to the venue, the, the concert venue, goes into the bathroom and basically cosplays as the performer okay. who is um, red hair, kind of, kind of, I would say Bowie-esque. Bowie-esque is a woman. Um, uh, yeah, a little bit like, like she's got like some colorful makeup on one side mm. of her face. That's like very, um, yeah, I guess like maybe Bowie, maybe Danhausen kind of in between. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is more colorful than Dan. Dan Housen's tends yes. to black and white. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Laura is, uh, I mean, she's a brown-haired girl with, with uh, blonde highlights. And yeah. when she gets there, she is wearing a bob-cut red wig mm -hmm. um, with this makeup over her right eye and, and cheek. So, yeah. Um, and she kind of looks at herself in the mirror, and she talks about how she looks like a god um, and, and how, you know, she wishes she was the performer. Mm. Um, and uh, so then we go to where she is watching the performer who her name is um, Amaterasu. Um, the girl is in the, or, uh, Laura is in the front row with a bunch of other people. Uh, and she informs us that the performance has lasted an hour and it has been all climax. <laughs> um, like there was no up and down like a normal concert right. or anything. 
everything has just been up here the entire time. Yeah, um, and it's important to note too, um, so this is where I'm gonna get into the little bit of music bits that I do know. All right. The, uh, the character uh, that she's looking at, the performer that she's looking at, Amaterasu, is, um, bas- is basically visually inspired by Florence Welch of Florence and the Machine. Oh, okay. Sweet. Or what that looks like. Yeah, she's yeah. just got, you know, colorful eye makeup on, mm-hmm. but basically same type of vibe, loose, white, flowy dress, gold, you know, uh, headdress and um, long red hair. Um, so very, very similar to Florence. Yep. Um, also... Uh, the other thing that we find out is when this artist, when Amaterasu is singing, um, there are no discernible words. Okay. Nobody can tell can tell what she's saying or singing, but everyone is enraptured with it. All right. Um, so our narrator talks about how uh, this is her favorite performer, that she's better than Baal. She's better than Sakmet. She's better than Ina- uh, In- Inanya. And she's better than fucking Tara. Uh, she compares the concert to what mass and orgasms should be. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I guess a, a very uh, exceptionally satisfying experience. I don't know. I, I, yeah. Spiritual and right. sexual yeah. all at the all same time. We've, we've, we've all been to concerts like that, right? Well, right? That's normal? <laughs> yes. I mean, totally normal. I, I suppose, except I, I usually sort of understand what they're saying, I guess, most of the time. So, you know, and I mean, it might be too early to ask this question, but with regard to how music is used throughout the, the volume, is it, is it like this in the sense, because we talked a little bit about the playlists and the, uh, the, 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 the actual author uses, is the, mu- is the use of music here like this in the sense that you get it through scenes like this where there are, concerts and performers playing music or does it does it branch out into other because it's you know I, I music isn't the first thing i think of when i think of you know a, a graphic novel so that's why i'm intrigued by precisely how music is is utilized within the text and the the imagery of the of the wicked plus the divine sure yeah so um the all of the the gods of the pantheon are all musical performers um, some of them do also do like visual arts of different mm-hmm. type, but primarily they are all musical artists because that is the best way, especially in modern culture, to immediately gain get a big following, right? Yeah, and and have followers and things right. like that. You'll as we go through, you'll kind of get a better picture of what that means because it is almost cult like for some of the fans, mm. but that's also kind of a commentary on music fans in right. general, sure. like. Sure. Well, and and, and speaking of that, uh, yeah, where we are, uh, Amaterasu's eyes just scan the front row, and Laura uh, lets us know that one girl passes out, the girl on her left passes out, the guy on her right jizzes his pants and falls to his knees, (laughs) because she looked at them. Yeah, I, I would I would say, I don't know if we've all been there, uh, (laughs) as opposed to, you know, the... The energy of a concert in general. I I can imagine myself jizzing my pants and, and passing out if Tori Amos like talked to me in the middle of the concert. In the year of our Lord 2018, I saw Tom York at the Stifle Theater in St. Louis in pretty good seats, and he played one of my favorite Radiohead songs, and that was uh, that was kind of like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> uh, 
Amaterasu smiles at Laura, and she too, after we go through kind of what's going on in her internal mm -hmm. process, which is just like, hamana, 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 right. <laughs> uh, she too passes out. She awakens in the company of a smartly dressed... Okay, when writing this, I, I, I'm just going to uh, break for a sure. second, because um, this character's gender is not identified for over 100 pages when one of the other gods uses a pronoun. Okay. Um, so I saw them as non-binary mm -hmm. uh, because they are. They, they are very androgynous uh, on yeah. purpose. Yeah. Um, I mean, it makes sense for, you know, things that are not, especially things that are more than human, it makes sense that they, that they would be on right. those. You know? Well, so this non-binary figure is dressed all in white, uh, short, blonde hair, smoking a cigarette almost always. Um, Laura immediately identifies uh, them. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Laura's like, oh my God, you're... And uh, the person cuts them off and is like, yeah, yeah, I know. Father of lies, adversary, Apollyon, etc., etc." Uh So yes, this is Lucifer. And she says, uh, you could just call me Lucifer. Um, she snaps her fingers and the cigarette that's in her mouth lights. Okay. Um, you know, showing just a little right. bit of power. A little bit of um, and then Laura is basically like, oh my God, you, you, you know, you're Lucifer. You just used a miracle to light a cigarette. Is that how you knew my name? And Lucifer's like, no, I look for your wallet. Uh, <laughs> I'm the devil. Uh, um, Lucy asks Laura if she'd like to meet uh, Amaterasu. And Laura's immediately like, I'll do anything. Uh, and, uh, you know, and she, this is also when Laura reveals she has seen several other gods in concert. Um, all of the main five that are basically pop stars mm -hmm. she's seen them um and at this point for her they're just super cool pop stars right or does she know well, we're about to get into okay. that yeah okay. right. <laughs> um lucy well and and laura is like oh my god she's the best i love her so much right. she's like you're really good too and lucy kind of like <laughs> waves her hand and is like i am not a jealous god which is the most lucifer fucking thing in the world because yep. it's true um but uh, the, uh, Lucy takes Laura to a room uh, where Amaterasu is giving an interview. Um, uh, Seket is also there. Um, she is extremely cat-like, like okay. acting like a cat, kind of has the furs on. Uh, yeah. Sekhmet actually, uh, her character model for, for uh, visual reference is based on Rihanna and, and oh, the, okay. uh, Jamie McKelvey uh, does an excellent job of that. Like it, it, she's, mm -hmm. she's just insanely beautiful, but very leonine in features. Um, the interview conducts uh, where basically uh, the, the interviewer is, is asking very pointed questions about, you know, um, you think you're a God. Um, so what's the deal? Um, and Amaterasu is being very, um, so the, 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 the gods, the, the musical performers are, they are very open about their, uh, perceived status within like above average, above human status within society. Yep. They're like yeah. fully verbal about it. Like, well, so this is where we also learn the trade-off Okay, because when a god awakens, basically a god awakens in a, in a, in a person. Like a human avatar that then, okay. Yeah. Kind of. 
Yeah, and they're both the god and the person still. Okay. Um, but they're going to die within two years. Oh. Um, it's also important to note that in this, in, in the world that this is set in, that's a known fact. Like, yeah. people know oh, that. that is okay, a, that's they, common they know, knowledge. They know the pantheon right. the thing. They know the, you know, two years and you die thing. They know, you, they know that the gods have certain powers and things like that. Um, so, so none of that is really up for debate. It's not really hidden in. Okay. It, uh, is, they're not like pretending, you know. Right. Right. People is is the timeline is the two years, and I guess you'll probably get to this as we're getting more into it. But is the two years like do the do the gods recycle and then go back into another, or is it more of a of an issue for them? Because if they can just do it again is it just the two years is a problem for the human host or is it also a problem for the gods or do they care that the that the, that the timeline is so short um i don't I, we were i don't as far as i know i don't think we ever really get a clear answer oh, okay. we do um do we yeah, like they, there's on? there's a 90 year period between between cycles. times yeah, yeah. okay and okay. and all the gods have to basically they're only 12 that can that can come at its at, at during a period. Okay. Um, and the periods are every ninety years. Every nine. Now, so they so they they do they they then there's more than twelve and they compete for which ones get one of the twelve spots every cycle. Or? In this book, that part is not explored. All okay. we know is that there are more than twelve gods. Okay. And they it, at one point they refer to it as when if they choose to to show. Right. But, okay. You know. Um, Somehow that's decided. So um, the interviewer is asking questions like, you know, about them being gods. She's very cynical about it. She, mm -hmm. she does not believe that they're okay. actually gods. Um, Lucy does some fantastic narration, um, like basically very uh, snarky the entire time. Um, like, you know, the, the interviewer is, um, you know, uh, asking, uh, her okay so what is the purpose of mm. gods being yeah. rock stars basically <laughs> and uh, uh amateras who's like we're gods we live to inspire we make life worth living even for an evening at a time mm. and lucy's uh lucy kind of turns to laura and is like translation we don't really do anything useful <laughs> like that. yeah i love that um and then you know the interviewer says okay so you're gods for two years and then what happens and amatras is like we go away for a while mm -hmm. now um, i have to ask just because leah had mentioned you know the, the common knowledge aspect of the of the timeline and all this other other stuff is it explained why there are still cynics in society if people know more or less that this is true and that there's no doubt is there a reason for cynics to still exist i guess is so basically, or, because it's it's because it happens once every ninety years, it's pretty rare that somebody's going to live okay. of these reoccurrences. Mm, right. Like it's been so written it, out. It's been you know it's been. They need to redo it every every what you know every, every few generations. They've got to kind of make a comeback then. Right, and so like right. it's a case of like you know um, we we know this is a thing, but of course, especially now in the modern day, you know when this is set in twenty fourteen that that cynicism comes kind of naturally right, right. It's like oh, yeah the gods are back sure whatever because right. nobody really alive has has seen two recurrences in their lifetime right. okay it, it, that makes sense also by the end of this this scene uh you'll know why there oh. are cynics <laughs> um patience patience just um 
so Cassandra is basically like, you're not actually Amaterasu. Um, all that's bullshit. Your name is Hazel Greenaway. You're 17 years old. Uh, and if you really believe that you're going to die within two years, how can you be so calm? Mm-hmm. Um, and Amaterasu is basically like, okay, well, I spent all my life wanting to be special and wishing I was special. Now I'm a god. So I'm I'm pretty at peace with it. It's it's the top that she could hope to achieve, I guess. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is where we get the, the 90 years, um, and where Cassandra's like, yeah, you guys say you could do miracles, but why aren't you just, like, walking down the street mm-hmm. doing miracles? Sure. Um, and she comes up with a lot of solutions for what people see during the shows, that she's, like, everything from drugging audiences to mass hysteria to all of these other things. Um, and then Lucy starts in on the interview and really starts picking apart at her and the interviewer is going right back at her basically calling them all wannabes and uh saying she doesn't believe shit um and uh lucifer finally kind of ends it by asking her if the interviewer if she's actually called cassandra and uses quotes or are you just another hypocritical little parasite uh and that's when sackmet tackles lucifer uh literally yes because and she's yelling there's the red dot i love the red dot (laughs) and and then like the red dot appears on the couch next to cassandra and segment knocks the couch over (laughs) and uh and lucifer's like okay whoever's playing with a laser pointer this isn't funny and that's when the hail of bullets comes through the window uh, hitting a bunch of the people that are doing the interviews. Um, and so from the uh, building across the way, um, there are two armed gunmen uh, firing down. Uh, Lucifer basically is, gets pissed off. Right. I'm um, assuming they're not affected by bullets, right? Or uh, are they? Lucifer's not. Okay. Nope. Uh, she stands up and stands in the this broken window barefoot and uh bullets bouncing off of her and she holds up both of her hands snaps both of her fingers and both the shooter's heads explode very efficient she then looks at cassandra and says uh this is why we don't go around doing miracles because we don't want to scare the shit out of everyone (laughs) this is scary right (laughs) (laughs) um then you find out that the police showed up shortly afterwards and Lucifer went willingly with them because oh, now we're going to okay. Lucifer's double murder trial. Yep. Uh, Interesting segue. All right. Yep. All right. Uh, and Lucifer's like, okay. But it's for, it's for this incident? Or is yes. It, oh, it's for this. Okay, yes. so they, they fingered him as the culprit. Her. Her, yeah. Uh, well, yes. They. Now, and, but that's, that's what she starts pointing out. She's like, okay, so... Um, Snap my fingers and their heads. Oh, exploded. she's on oh, on, on trial, trial for the for the murder, quote unquote, of the, the gunman that were trying to kill everybody. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, she's like, so I snapped my fingers and their heads exploded. Do you have any science? Do you have any <laughs> like murder ever. weapon? Do you have anything? Uh, she's like, because if you'd like to call it an act of God, that's going to set up a very interesting precedent <laughs> right. in law moving <laughs> right. forward. The judge is not amused uh, with any of this um, and threatens to hold Lucifer in contempt of court. 
And Lucifer's like, okay, but like, seriously, what, what are you charging me with? And how are you right. charging me with it? You know? And uh, the judge says, you're not a God. And you know, they, there has to be an explanation. I know you're responsible. And Lucifer again holds up her hand. And is like, okay, so if I snap my fingers, that's a crime. <laughs> and the judge holds her in contempt of court. It should and, be all quoted too, real quick. I didn't mention this before. To get a visual uh, uh, on Lucy, who who I didn't mention, uh, think David Bowie in the Thin White Duke era. Okay. Yep, absolutely. Okay. I've got a good picture for that. All right. So Lucifer, like, basically is holding her hand in the snapping fingers position. The judge whispers the word don't. And then she does it, and the judge's head explodes. Oh, okay. Didn't mm-hmm. expect that. Okay. Oh, Lucifer didn't either. <laughs> right. Really? Lucifer is not expecting oh, oh, this okay. at all because immediately starts saying, I didn't do that. I was just fucking around. I, that, I did not. There's a that. brilliant panel of just like, like real pure, true shock and horror on her face right after you, you know, okay. you see the, the judge's headaches. You can tell she was, that was not that. And, you know she says it wasn't me it wasn't me mm-hmm. but very much so like that was not her <laughs> yeah and that, that does not stop the bailiffs and I people mean, from no. immediately coming you know, what else are they <laughs> right right um so in the courtroom actually laura is in the courtroom um how and why is not explained okay um <laughs> and so is amaterasu and amaterasu basically starts to move towards uh towards lucifer and Lucifer says, um, you need to get uh, Ananke. Um, and that is really what we what we get out of her. Um, then it moves to Baal being interviewed on TV, um, basically about the gods, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that's pointing out, okay, so two men tried to kill her. She, you know, why was she there in court? Like, they, they got killed, you know. Trying to kill her. Well, and that's why I said, quote, I think I said something like, quote, unquote, murder or something. Right. Because, like, you know, right. they, they just tried to kill a bunch of people. Their heads explode. So what's what's the real issue? Here? Right. Well, now it's become a whole other thing. Because the interviewer's like, despite her being there, a judge's head exploded. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so Laura is in her house with her family watching. Um, Baal does, does not have time for fucking it. And he, he, uh, when he is asked if the gods are dangerous, he ends the interview. He mm. he straight trumps out. Um, <laughs> we see Laura's family watching the interview, and it becomes apparent that they don't believe in the gods either. Like her dad is trying to basically pick a fight. So, and 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 again, I circle back just quickly to the point of belief versus cynicism. Is it ever explained that there are relatively recent historical records kept about the other times that? They've done this in the 90-year cycles. Do we have records? Well, that... The previous one was in 1923, which is what, mm, what opened up. What we started with. Most recent historically mm. uh, to the events of, of this book. Mm, so okay. kind, of, kind of, but even then, like, even though it's known that they're, it's, you know, they're the It's camp- hard to believe it's authentic, I guess. Right, right. right. Because, yeah. because with sufficient science, there is no more magic, mm-hmm. right. you know? Uh, magic can be just a type of science that we have not. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, and and, it's, and it was was also previously stated by one of the characters too. Like they just don't they don't go around, mm, you know, right. using 
flaunting these powers and and you know making a spectacle of themselves outside of their performances right now at this point whether or not that's a rule that they really hold to or like lucifer said the reason that she didn't do it is because she doesn't want to freak everybody the fuck out which you know good on you um this will change okay um just to give you a little taste of what's coming up because things escalate real quick (laughs) um also uh we find out that laura laura's parents don't know she was at the concert when the attack happened don't know she was at the trial uh don't know about her relationship with these gods all right but uh she is while uh this interview is going on and her parents are watching it sitting on the floor googling ananke who um is the absolute ruler of destiny and fate and seems to be like a caretaker uh deity to other deities oh okay makes sense so we move to one week later and laura's got basically talking about how she hasn't gone to class for a week she's gonna fail her classes on purpose because gods don't need to go to class and she wants to be a god (laughs) um she calls lucy's lawyer and fakes being a messenger from ananke who she overheard uh lucy asking uh, amaterasu to get Get Ananke, and so basically calls Lucy's lawyer and says, hey, I have a message from Ananke, I need you to set me up seeing Lucy. And the lawyer is just like, okay, I'll I'll believe that. Yes. All right. Um, So Laura gets in to see Lucy, who asks if she brought uh, cigarettes or cocaine, (laughs) preferably cocaine. Preferably, well, yes, of course. Uh, Laura's like, no, she's like, aren't you 17? What kind of 17-year-old are you to not have cocaine? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> right because all 17 year olds have cocaine oh, yeah yeah God, i would have called the police on myself if i was 17 <laughs> i was such a nerd oh man <laughs> can you come over here and maybe beat me with a nightstick uh <laughs> so you need help yeah so laura like tells her she's like i faked being a messenger i think I, I called your lawyer right. that's how i got this meeting i'm i'm not here from a non-k by the way who's a non-k right. <laughs> and lucifer's actually pretty taken with laura and is like that that took a lot of yeah. a lot of some guts and yeah so she uh she tells her that Ananke is the god's secret um basically she is the person that is there when they reincarnate so ananke is at each one of their births okay all right um their their rebirth i guess this is also where we find out that the gods reincarnate every 90 years okay um so we actually get a flashback to when lucy was reborn she was in her house she's an only child home alone on a friday night her parents are out at a at a british punk concert um she's smoking the same brand cigarettes as her mom so that the butts will will mix into the ashtray (laughs) um and she sees somebody basically sitting on the swing in her backyard so she grabs a knife and goes outside just in case they want trouble and as As they do as she approaches the figure turns and um it's an old woman and it's the same looking uh old woman from 1923 that we saw outside the house okay yep and lucifer is awakened so there's a there's a scene of the body kind of falling through air and blackness and it starts to like introduce like you will live for two years and then you will die 
Um, you will be the Lord of the Pit. You are Lucifer, and uh, Lucifer awakens. Um, now, is this a thing where it's like this is happening? Deal with it, or are they asking the the human, or is they it just get a choice? They do. Yeah. Okay. They do not. They, oh, do, they not do, not. do not. They do not. Okay. I'm, okay. Do not. Okay. No. God's like you are my meat puppet now. God. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Ananke is the caretaker of the Pantheon. Uh, basically, at this point, we move, like, we are through the, the flashback, and Lucifer's like, so, you want to be a demon? Uh, <laughs> and, and Laura's like, can you do that? And she's like, oh, yeah, Woden, like, makes Valkyries all the time, like, <laughs> gives parts of, yep. of, of their power to, to make Valkyries, so, fuck yeah, I can, I can make demons, I haven't made any, <laughs> come to think of it, you could be but nobody's one. been, like, worthy and she's like, you know, but you're the only person that has come and, and visited me. So, yeah, we're friends now. I'll make you a demon. All right. <laughs> um, and, and actually, what she says is, you're the only one that came to see me in hell. Mm. Um, Laura meets up with Cassandra at the National Portrait Gallery. Um, she has sent uh, Cassandra information on Ananke, uh, it, it basically, you know, the name and things. And she wants to recruit her to help. Cassandra is the interviewer. The interviewer, okay. yep. Right. Wants to help her clear Lucy's name, Okay. basically. Uh, kind of also where we find out Cassandra is like a, a, a student, uh, 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 an expert on gods and mythology. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like literally did her thesis on the stories around the re recurrence, uh, which right. is what we call it. Which is also why she thinks it's bullshit. Okay, all right. Okay. Um, so Cassandra surmises, okay. It would have to be a god associated with fire. So that could make it Amaterasu, uh, Baal, Sekhmet, Woden, uh, Inanya, Minerva, possibly the Morrigan, and maybe Terra, but uh, nobody knows what mythology Terra is from, so okay, she doesn't know if ask, she's a fire. So there's a combination of mythos going on here. Right. Yeah. All right. It is not one single uh, particular pantheon. Mm -hmm. um, right. It, when, when they say the pantheon it's, it's many whatever, like every, yeah. every world culture every religion okay. uh etc yeah but all the gods as a whole are referred to as the pantheon. right okay um cassandra is like oh my god i'm gonna have to go to woden's fucking valhalla club clubhouse basically for the gods mm -hmm. that, that woden has made and she suggests laura uh go go you know you're gonna have to go and talk to one of the other people that's not going to be there and laura's like i'm not going to go see fucking tara and everyone seems to fucking right, hate tara well, it's you really mentioned funny. that at the beginning yes. and i was like oh what's what's wrong with tara? um and uh and, and cassandra says that's not who i met you have to go see the morrigan um which we find out laura has not seen she has seen all of the gods that are like pop stars mm -hmm. she's not seen the morrigan because the morrigan is um literally and figuratively underground okay um while the other gods are, are like in your face pop stars on stage the morrigan has her performances in underground like abandoned subway stations okay. <laughs> so laura joins a crowd uh going down and they wait silently for a half an hour um and that's when somebody says is she showing up and a new god baphomet appears holding the decapitated head of the Morrigan. Well, that escalated quickly. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
basically, and he's like, yay, I'm the new god, you love me, don't ya? And everybody's, like, shocked. He's like, okay, well, Morgan, get the party started. So the head, the decapitated head of the Morgan starts being like, yeah, Baphomet, (laughs) everybody loves Baphomet. And, like, spits some puns, and is like, everybody loves puns, yay, Baphomet. Um... And that's when the real Morrigan appears in a cloud oh, of crows. Okay. Yes. And is pissed. In Inanna, uh, or I'm not not Inanna. Um Morgan is based on uh, a number of like goth female artists like sure. uh like you know Kate Bush, Susie Sue, etc. Sure. Yeah. Great. Um we also find out from what she's saying that this is not that the Morrigan is it has different faces and personas. Okay. This is not the Morrigan. This is bad. Yeah. So, as, for for students of uh, for for people who are not students of uh, world cultures and mythology, uh, Morgan is a three in one deity who has she has three aspects: mother, maiden, crone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because she is a war goddess. There is um, Bob is the the violent, bloodthirsty one, uh, and then we'll meet some other ones as we go. Okay. So Baphomet and the Morgan square off, and like they're going to fight. Like, Baphomet is raising the dead of the people that have killed themselves on the third rail of the subway. And they are going to go at it. Um, Laura is like, I don't know if they can kill each other, but in the crossfire, they are absolutely going to kill every person here. (laughs) So, she de-escalates the fight by picking up the Morgan's decapitated head and basically doing Hamlet with it. Uh, as one does to defuse the situation right um this calms the gods who are like again they're like (laughs) so that you're a ballsy bitch like like every god when she does things like this is like i like you right like well you know i'm sure they don't they're not in situations probably where they see this kind of thing so often where there's these humans that are willing to kind of go to this level you know right to i'd just be sitting there like Peeing myself. Basically. Right. And that's what most of the people are right. doing. Laura, Laura is, is very different in that, in that way. Um, they're the calming the gods does not last long. They very quickly again, start sniping each other and it escalates. So there's like a blackness that's kind of coming through sure. and covering everyone. And Laura is basically like, well, we're dead. We're all dead. Fuck it. We're dead. And that's when the cops arrive because there's a gathering of children or of, of young people in a subway mm-hmm. and so they need to stop that immediately I'm, I'm kind of wondering how they knew there was a disturbance in the abandoned subway but it was probably a, a, a person of color selling loose cigarettes <laughs> they had to kill um this was in england so maybe not well but... oh yeah you're right you're right <laughs> but uh but it, it's also too i mean there's a big crowd down there so yeah. like it's kind of hard to keep that yeah uh, yeah it's it's one of those rave situations like I, I right Right. So they start, uh, basically, everybody on the ground, everybody back away. Baphomet just straight up sets a cop on fire. And the man dies screaming. Right. Um, He dies, but the Morrigan walks forward now as the third persona, Gentle Annie. uh, And she says, no, he's not dead. He's just sleeping. Wake up. And heals the cop. Okay. And resurrects him. Um, It's important to note, too, that whenever the Morrigan's personas... uh, appear they all they all three of them look very distinctly different sure okay um the the cops at this point are are not having it um (laughs) they're like okay 
uh, hey, lady, uh, to the Morgan, you're under arrest. And the Morgan's like, oh, I don't think so. Right. And just, like, turns around and walks away from them um, down a subway tunnel. And Laura follows her. Um, and Laura says, hey, Baphomet right there just did something similar, like, to what happened to the judge. Like, makes a connection. That right. it, Lucifer's innocent. It was Baphomet. And uh, at this point, the aspect that she's talking to is Bob. Uh, Bad. How do you pronounce it? Bob. Bob. Okay. Um, who says, no, unfortunately, at the time of the murder, Baphomet and the Morrigan were fucking. Oh. So it couldn't have been Baphomet. All right. Uh, and she's like, out. trust me, I wish it was Baphomet. <laughs> uh, and then she also says she would love to help more because Lucifer is, a, in her mind, Lucifer is an underworld god. She belongs to Morgan and Baphomet and, and sure. this, uh, I guess you could call it a pantheon within a pantheon. Yeah, because no, there no, is, no, sure. there's the above ground gods and then there are the right. underground gods. Right. Um, and then she tells Laura, at any time you go into the dark and call for me, I will answer. Um, which is, uh, yeah, and then Laura gets arrested. Like a cop shows up <laughs> oh, and okay. arrests Laura right. as the Morgan pieces out into the shadows. <laughs> Uh, so Laura's arrested, she's released, but obviously in the care of her parents, who thought she was just at college, <laughs> you know, <laughs> being a student. Um, so there's a big fight between her and her parents, sure. and then she leaves and meets Cassandra at uh, a, a coffee shop. Um, Cassandra wants Laura to recall everything that Lucifer said about the other gods, because in their discussion, they basically said, okay, who could be a suspect? Right. And there's um, quite a list. There. Yes. Right. So Amaterasu is Lucy's best friend, and she's notoriously sappy. So she's like a soft touch uh, kind of god. But Lucifer also says, Chandra dictates that it was probably her. Because, <laughs> because she is kind-hearted and my best friend, right. it's probably her. Um, Ananke, uh, Lucifer's like, it's just not her style. Mm -hmm. Um Inanya uh, is too ethical, um, apparently, except in bed. Lucifer has also <laughs> slept with almost all the gods, okay. to find out. All right. Um, Seknet has nothing against Lucifer, so she's not sure why. Uh, and also, Seknet's a fucking cat. Mm. Like, <laughs> uh, Woden, uh, Lucifer's like, I don't know much about Woden, so I, get, I, I don't know. I don't know what goes on under that mask. Right. Uh, Minerva's too kind and is also 12 years old. Uh, this is the only god that Lucifer has not slept with. And Lucifer <laughs> even mentions, I have limits. Um, Baal is not a fan of Lucifer, uh, especially after Lucifer fucked his boyfriend. Um, <laughs> and then Cassandra places the largest odds on it probably being Baal, um, because when she went to Valhalla, uh, she witnessed a fight between him and Inanya. Um, and while there are several balls, um, balls, uh, there is evidence of a certain ball that there are documented cases of child work, uh, uh, sacrifice okay. right. uh, to that mm. God. So she equates it with, okay, so if it's this ball, if it's this incarnation of ball, it has the capability of this murder. Right. And as she's breaking all of this down, they are interrupted by ball who approaches their table and is like, if you're going to talk about somebody, make sure they can't hear you. Right. <laughs> uh, so Baal, Baal 
eight yeah. uh, for for visual representation. Uh, Baal's uh, appearance is based on Kanye West. Uh, I oh. also point out uh, this was written in the year of our Lord 2014 uh, right. or 13, 2014. Um, and so this is pre. Um, Gizzy being out of his pre, fucking mind. Pre present oh, day Kanye. This is like yeah. young, up and coming Chicago um, through the wire Kanye. Right, right. Although I do believe that this is post uh, George W. Bush hates black people kanye i possibly yeah yeah that's yeah that tracks um so baal basically threatens cassandra and laura with lawsuits unless they go with him as, to Valhalla. One, as one does and actually it's funny because as they're walking through valhalla he's like yeah um just so you know there are many balls the sacrifice one is baal hanan i am baal hadat <laughs> now is is valhalla in this case an actual building it's a building okay yes yeah. it's, it's not something on another plane of existence that they can get to by any kind of no it's basically valhalla is basically wooden's club, club. okay i was gonna guess maybe is, is it a club or something okay yeah for the most part it's just where the gods hang out yeah okay um so he also points out that fire is not his element uh lightning is okay. so uh it also was not his idea to bring them there. He would, he much would prefer to sue them into oblivion. To bring them to Valhalla? It yes, wasn't, but okay. somebody else asked him to bring them there. So at a certain point, uh, oh, and, and he um, he's also talking about his aspect as a god of lightning and things like that. And Laura falls in love with him. Like, Laura <laughs> is just like, he is the dreamiest dreamboat that has All ever right. dreamboated. Um Baal uh, explains that he and Inanya fought because Inanya wants to go see Lucifer in jail, but the Pantheon has decided that they need to let it play out okay. um, for reasons. Right. Um, now, is when you say this, I guess it might, if, if it comes up in the story, is there, uh, do they form a sort of quorum where if the majority of them make a big decision, the other ones kind of have to go along with it? Is there a hierarchy of some kind at all in this or? Well, anything? we'll kind of see a little bit of it as this goes on and okay. more detail in, in the series past just later. This okay. Later. So. Gotcha. So uh, at this point, Baal is like, okay, well, Cassandra, you stay here because uh, you weren't the reason that we were bringing you guys here. We, uh, 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 Ananke wants to talk to Laura only. Um, so Cassandra stays in the hallway with some guards and uh, Baal takes uh, Laura to see into a room that has Sekhmet, Minerva, Ananke, and Amaterasu. Okay. Um, Laura is losing her ever-loving mind. Of, of course. Um, it is it is implied that being in the presence of these gods, like even if they're not at a concert or things like that, like you you will feel holy reverence. Mm -hmm. Um amusingly, Cassandra does not. Um, and that that is something that she pointed out back at the interview. It's why she can her skepticism. Okay. Now is there something with that that will be revealed in later volumes or chapters yeah. okay. Right. okay um yeah so Ananke explains that uh to laura that all of them had the capacity for murder even from miles away um if even if they were not a fire deity themselves a fire deity could have loaned their powers oh. they can loan their powers oh, to okay. each other um so but she says 
we we don't do these things we don't perform these miracles we don't kill humans this this is why this is the result um she also says the the uh the pantheon will police itself until the killer is found and in the meantime the safest place for lucy to be is in her cell sure um if things continue to escalate humanity may lose all inspiration and if that happens the gods cannot reincarnate again okay so because all of this is is happening in the world it is threatening the god's ability to be able to come back in nine years right hopefully uh, that a little bit more of your earlier questions <laughs> yeah. yeah no no definitely definitely uh and now, oh yeah by the way this is page 113 this is the first time lucifer's been referred to as she oh um okay. which is why i was using they them a lot of the right. times i was writing these notes because and you know what? I almost prefer that it would have been they, them, but nah. sure. I mean, an sure. earlier time. Sure. Um, Ananke asks Laura to tell Lucy that they love her, but they will not be coming to see her. Right. Uh, Laura goes off on all of them <laughs> and basically is like, you're sitting here with a killer. Lucy's sitting in a cell and you're doing nothing. Um, but the next scene is, is Laura passing on the message to Lucy and... I mean, they did say they were going to right. investigate. Right. However, this is where in the in this scene with her talking to Lucy, this is kind of where Lucy sees the writing on the wall. Because she has less than two years to live, this process could take more than that. Well, so there's a very yes. real chance Lucy yes. will die in prison. Um, she again asks if Laura brought cocaine. Uh, As one Laura does. says no, but she did bring her cigarettes. And Lucy's like, "Oh, awesome." Um, well, that's great uh, because I've had enough, and they they have like restraints on her fingers that so are that's, supposed so to keep no her from snapping. snapping. Sat, like there's no friction. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that's Lucifer just shrugs them off and and basically shrugs all of her bonds off, snaps her fingers, and explodes several walls. Right. In the prison to just to make be free. Yep. yep. Okay. And the the glass, the like the the panel of of glass that she was sitting uh, yeah. in front, of, it just melts. Yeah. Sure. Um, I I haven't been saying when one issue ends and another one begins. This one uh, is is just kind of cool the way that they did it because that's the end of issue four. In the beginning of issue five, is Lucy's walking down the street listening to the Rolling Stones setting fires to vehicles including a truck full of riot police wow. like lucifer has had enough right yeah um laura is trying to uh, to get to her to talk some sense into her but the police are holding her back um cassandra uh basically shows up and is like uh what's going on and laura's like this um amaterasu uh shows up and tries to talk some sense into into lucy um lucy's like i'm not going back. right like i'm i'm i've had enough and that's when baal attacks her like basically drops from the sky and tackles okay. her and is attacking her um the fight is soon joined by uh Saknet, um and laura realizes they're going to kill lucy um so she grabs now, is this a direct response to escaping jail or is this well it, it probably also has to do with walking down the street and just like exploding a bunch of vehicles yeah uh yeah lucy is causing chaos um and obviously not giving the gods a great view um so laura is like what am i going to do against three gods right grabs cassandra runs down a uh what do you call it the tube 
in tube station. Yeah. Tube yeah. station. Yeah. Tube station. Yeah. Goes, in, goes into yeah, goes into a subway tunnel where it is dark, but there is a train coming right at her and screams for the Morrigan. Okay. And the Morrigan saves her and is basically well, yeah. like okay. Well, she did say she would. Right. So. Um and the Morgan saves her and is like, what can I do for you? Um, the fight uh, it, up top continues. Sure. Baal tells Lucy to go back to her cell. Lucy asks Baal, would you? And Baal says, never. So, <laughs> and then the entire street is flooded with crows. Um, in the mayhem, in the middle of the crows, mm -hmm. Laura appears to Lucy and is like, basically take my hand and right. come with me. Lucy grabs her hand and it seems like they are teleported um into a room where cassandra and her film crew basically are waiting um lucy is like i fucked everything up mm. this is this is so bad like this whole situation is so bad and she even apologizes to cassandra and we find out why cassandra was upset when lucifer called her cassandra with quotation okay. marks because Lucy knew she was trans and wanted to hurt her. Cassandra's a trans, uh, trans woman. Okay. Um, Laura tells Lucy, you're, you're going to need to go to the underground. Um, the, the Morgan has agreed that, that you can basically stay with the Morgan. Now at this point, Laura is still a fully human person, just getting a little bit of help from the Morgan, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Lucy has not turned her into a demon. Okay. Um, Lucy goes to leave and tosses Laura her cigarette pack and is like, you know, a gift for you. Um, and she's so, like, okay, well, time to go be underground. Like, you know, like, you know, I, I could do that. I could mm -hmm. be Lucifer, the underground star. As she walks out the door, Ananke is there and she looks at her and says, I love you, Lucifer. Snaps her fingers and Lucifer's head explodes. Oh. Um, now, Lucifer did say that that was the most likely, or do I have the names mixed up? I think you have the names mixed okay. up. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, Amaterasu. Yes. Oh, yeah. That, 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 that she says, because it shouldn't be her, genre dictates it likely okay. be her. Okay. No, she in fact says, said that Ananke, there is really not a Almost, chance that okay. it was her. Yeah. Um, Laura kind of goes into a disassociative state and loses some time. Um, she witnesses this. Yeah, this, yeah, okay. yeah. In yeah. fact, there is blood all over. Her. Okay. Um, when she kind of comes to all the pantheon are there. Laura uh, is screaming at the Morrigan Annie uh, to heal uh, Lucifer, mm -hmm. and and Annie's like, it, because it's Laura's just... like, you healed that cop, you resurrected the cop, and uh, Annie says that cop was sleeping. Lucifer's dead. Interesting distinction. I yes it's to me anyway well and it, it's it's implied never quite stated too that gentle annie's powers only work on mortals that that makes sense you know this you're right okay um ananke notices there's a camera crew and addresses them basically has them mm -hmm. broadcast her message uh and uh she says the pantheon police is itself there is nothing mortals can do to stop them right um she said, besides, mortals have always shown more interest in the gods than the gods have ever shown in mortals. Mm -hmm. Generally speaking, gods desire nothing but adoration. Um, after this message, Laura becomes a celebrity. She was the mortal at so many god events. Okay. The pantheon kind of pull back because they're in mourning. 
Um, so all of the media attention is on Laura. Um, so, you know, An Anake made that statement about the, the policing aspect. Am I to understand then that she killed Lucifer because she believed Lucifer was actually guilty of the other head exposed uh, stuff? Not necessarily. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit confused. There, Lucifer was a Lucifer was a liability. Right. Okay. Because so, they did not allow the Pantheon to do their work before she decided to get out of jail herself. Well, it also went on a murder spree. Well, okay, yeah. That okay. Was, that was the okay. part. So it's, it's less of a judgment about the murder and more of the fact that, like, now you have become a liability and now you okay. threaten all. Right. Okay. Right. They they very specifically talk about how she set a riot van full of or a van full of riot cops on fire. Right. So at this point, I still am I am I as the reader? I'm still not sure who killed the correct snipers. No, the snipers was Lucifer. Oh, the snipers. Oh no, the sorry. The the, the, ju the judge, I'm sorry. Yeah. The right. judge. Okay. That that has not yet been explained. Okay. Okay, right. Good to know. So Laura basically talked about how she always wanted to be a celebrity and now she very much does not. Right. She is not. This is happy. not what I imagine. Yeah. It's not cool. So she's alone in her room, um, playing with the cigarette pack that, that Lucifer gave her. There's only one cigarette left in it. And so Laura puts it in her mouth and just to fuck around snaps her fingers and the I love that. Um, <laughs> last gift. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, the last words in the book are white words on an all black page that uh, that is Laura saying, oh, God, it's not over. I like it. And that yeah. is the end of Wicked in the Do well, Volume one of Wicked in the Divine. One. And you yeah. said there's nine. Nine volumes. Okay. I believe it's they're all over there. It's uh, either nine or ten. I can't remember. Either nine or ten. Yeah. Um, it's a fantastic series. It's so um, it's so good, and and of course the artwork is just sure. I love uh, McKelvey's artwork. So, so uh, any any lasting questions? Uh, I I got pretty pretty much all my questions answered. Um, it's it's all very intriguing, and I'm I'm sure this is true for many readers of graphic novels. What interests me about this one is all the different hooks that are in the story. Like when you mentioned the beginning and the setting with the with the table and everything like that, that's something that would immediately cause me to continue reading uh, the story to get the, uh, the full scope of things. And one thing I really like about this one is that I'm sure we can all name various graphic novels where, where gods and, and deities come up, but I don't know if I'm familiar with one uh, that, that so focuses on it the way that this one seems to and the intricacies involved in it, which is yeah, very totally. gripping. The, the way me. that I've described this when I started reading it is I have not had a comic book grab me in this way since my first read of Sandman. In I life. was going to say Sandman. Mm -hmm. you know, it's, this is the only it's the only thing that kind of reminds me of it. Is, yeah, is Sandman. Right. because much like Neil Gaiman, um, Kieran Gillen also does his research into mythos and an his, amazing amount of research right. yeah like it's really really well done uh in that regard especially because the the gods that he's chosen to service some of them are familiar some of them are are not right um you know like you know everybody kind of knows who uh for example um it, it's it's probably common nouns like you know who who woden or odin is right. like most of right. a word grasp of that but inanna and I, I had no idea. No, the various I, balls, um, right. 
like those, and those... different aspects of the Morgan. The Morgan shows up a lot in popular culture, yeah, but not as the the three in one right. deity, uh, right? You know, not as accurately as this one has them. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so, are you interested? Yeah, I think I'm probably gonna continue <laughs> just because of all those different all those different aspects, and you know, the 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 twists in just volume one are from as you've described them to me are very well done in a way that you know you're pretty much hooked till till the end especially if you have any interest in this kind of subject matter which i do uh the, the way that you you know there's a twist every time you think you know what the heck is going on it turns out you don't well and i only touched on the uh the the real surface area so i would recommend actually reading like, through yeah sure volume one yeah. Um, but the way that, it, and there are things that I obviously left out because they weren't really important to driving the plot, but they are a flavor. Like sure. the, the first page, like, you know, where sometimes before a book, you'll have like a quote yeah. or something like that. The top quote is from Christopher Marlowe, from Dr. Faustus. Ah, Faustus, Faustus thou, uh, now hast thou been one bare hour to live. And then thou must be damned perpetually. Stand still, you ever-moving spheres of heaven, that time may cease and midnight never come. Mm -hmm. And then the quote right under that is, boom, 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 by the Venga Boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. And there's yeah. tons of, uh, if, you're, if you're a music lover, um, the other thing that's kind of neat, too, is in the dialogue, there's peppered in references right. to some of the characters. For example, um you know the the baal character at one point uh talks about you know if you need a quote here's your quote i knew i was a god long before i became one and that's a direct reference to kanye west's song i yeah, am a god sure um, well you know, yeah and, and like the snipers when when luke before lucifer yes. explodes their heads is that was standing the, that was the standing in the window yeah saying good evening and they yell die lucifer and she's like huh you guessed my name right <laughs> and then explodes their heads like <laughs> Little bit of sympathy for the devil yeah. there yeah i like that i like that yeah a lot. There's, yes. there's all kinds of little references like that and and honestly on my first read through i didn't catch them all um, of course. but but this this go round, i picked up a lot more that i didn't see the the previous time and i was very delighted by that because i love that kind of stuff yeah it's it's also uh it's also uh stated somewhere in there that lucifer's real name so all these these uh these avatars basically have you know, they're, they're regular names, you know, before they became sure. these gods. And uh, Lucifer's real name is Eleanor Rigby. And yeah. her, oh, really? Okay. Her parents were very big fans of the Beatles. There's a couple of Beatles references uh, in some yep. of the things that, in some of her dialogue as well. Um, anything so really that, yeah, anything that references classic music or classic literature, I, 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 go, I go nuts for that kind of stuff. Any, anytime they work that into yeah, quote, yeah, dialogue quotes for characters, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Well, I've got good news for you, and it's right? called The Wicked and the Divine. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jen, uh, was there anything that you had forgotten? Because I know you read this shortly after I did, because I was like, you have to eat this. And you did want to sit in today because you're a fan of this. It wasn't that I had forgotten. Um, I think that I thought that my what I remembered happens later in the series. Ah, okay. And I thought that there were some things that happened in this first book that happen. I think in the next is yeah. what I'm. But yeah. yeah, if it's if it's the same thing I'm thinking of, yeah, I had the same issue. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> 
Yeah, the one, the one, and it's not even a disappointment because it had to happen, but Lucifer dying at the end of this, I just remember being traumatized. Well, like, it, like why? It's, Such a great it's, character. Well, and I was yeah. going to say, even though I haven't read the volume yet, it's it was clear to me as we were going on that this is an extremely cool character to follow, and you're pretty sure by the end of this, given how things have been playing out, that there's a finality to yeah. that death, and you're like, oh man, now there's you know right. nine, eight or nine more volumes and. Well, and, and do keep in mind, too, um, for future reading, you haven't met all the gods in the Pantheon. Right. Yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because we've met five, six, seven. Yeah. Uh, and Ananke, and, who doesn't count really, as one of the 12. Right. And and we did see visually and, and briefly, uh, we saw um, Minerva, right. who is a 12-year-old girl who really isn't based on any one artist, mm-hmm. uh, tends to wear kind of like... In this particular one, she was wearing a like military style coat. Like think of like 1980s Michael Jackson, yeah, like that. Um, and has like a mechanical owl with her. Um, Oh, that's cool. And then we briefly saw um, Woden. Actually, looking at her outfit, it's um, it's um, Elton John. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that that kind of thing. Like I was, um, yeah, I was I was pulling up that that type of. Yeah, the red coat and the little shoulder. I don't even the know what they're called. Shoulder tassels. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, but uh, and then then short Woden cropped ba- hair. Uh, Sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, Woden is basically um, looks like a member of Daft Punk. Um, mm-hmm. He's covered by a shiny reflective helmet, like you Sweet. can't see. It. Um, and he's like you can't you can't see what he looks like. And then he usually one of his Valkyries is with him. And mm-hmm. in this particular case, the Valkyrie that we do see is taller than him um right. and uh and it fairly pretty but also kind of dressed in the same style although you can see her face through her mm-hmm. little helmet but yeah those are the only ones that i can think yeah. of that we yeah she looks like she came from tron right look- <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's a it's a definite uh cyber uh viking mm-hmm. feel yeah well that was wicked in the divine um Justin, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Uh, you know, as I mentioned to Josh, I had seen this title probably around the time it was first public or uh, published, and mm-hmm. I thought, oh, that that sounds cool, but I had never picked it up. You know, I just remember it to me like mm, that that looks interesting, and then that's my was the extent of my knowledge with that one. So I'm glad that that it was one of the ones you guys chose for this season because I was like, now is a good time to learn more about that. <laughs> Yes, and I'm always happy to talk about this series too. Like, I think I picked it up when it came out in trade at like the local library, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had already Young Avengers at that point was already one of my my favorite mm-hmm. things. Like, okay, well, let's see what else this guy can do. And sure. then I was like, oh my god, this give me is- all of it. Yeah, yeah, put it directly in my veins. Sure. <laughs> well, Leah, uh, both of us are going to go and and cook a bunch of food now. Uh, yep. to get ready for tonight's pay-per-view. Uh, <laughs> gonna be a good time. It uh, will be great. Tune in next week, everyone, or in two weeks, uh, when we will be doing Secret Empire, the yeah. much maligned uh, Captain America Hail Hydra run. Great. Uh, woo Love it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the infamous photo that was shared. That's right. Yep, I remember. Uh, but until then... Take it away, Vandello.
little wreck conversation, some deep reactions, please. All this comics narration ain't me. A little more talk, a lot less read. A little five babies of what I need. Close the trade, open up your brains. Explain it to me. Explain it to me, baby. Explain it to me. Explain it to me, baby. Explain it to me. Vendello 2021.